Lifting Leaders podcast, where we're unleashing leader possibilities to make a better world. I'm Trisha Ryan, and together with Crystal Roberts, we're diving deeper into some of the complexities of the world's most critical challenges and exploring innovative ways of navigating through them. Through interviews with experts and leaders just like you, we are exploring what it takes to thrive as a leader today and examining new ways of thinking about how to creatively lead into a more equitable, socially responsible, and sustainable future. And the future starts now. Hi, Trisha. How are you doing? I'm fine. Crystal, how are you? I'm doing great. Oh, we went to a retreat last week. We did. It was so much fun. We got to spend an entire day with Bold Spirit Travel. They led a retreat on Word of Intention. Mm-hmm. And so we took, we created or selected a Word of Intention and then created a beautiful piece of artwork to put up so that we can remember and be inspired to have our year filled with that kind of intention. Yes, it was a lot of fun. We met some really cool mm-hmm. ladies, right? Yeah. And I I think that, you know, this is our second year going, and I really enjoyed it. It almost felt like we needed to be there at that time. You know, yeah. it, it was, you know, there's so many things that are hitting us in the world, you know, and just to get there and be in a space where we don't have to, you know, address the next change or do whatever, you know, that to me made, made a lot of sense. It's not that change is bad. It's just that sometimes, you know, you need a pause. Yeah. Right. And to go there and do something that was constructive and creative and for a very personal reason, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The pause was beautiful. So what, what was your word? What did you come up with? Ah, I came up, I had a hard time. We had multiple pages with lots of words on each page, right? <laughs> and, um, and they told us we could go beyond that and, and pick our own word. But I came up with the word shine. Oh. And I, you know, I think last year was my, my word was flourish. And I think in some things I, I actually was able to do that. But I felt shine was something that I could achieve more readily this year Mm -hmm. and I have some ideas that I want and I think if I shine in those I'm going to be having a a fabulous year so I'm just I'm looking forward to it it's you know it's how I approach other people it's how I drink in what I hear it's how I do what I do right so I I had a really good time creating a piece of art that is it was so dark that I'm sure people would say, and that's shine. Hmm. But I put a lot of stars in my sky. Yes. And so it was all about the stars, really. Mm-hmm. So so I had a I had a good time. It was a lot of fun. What was your word? Well, I, w- I want to comment on yours. Oh. It was beautiful. Oh. What you produced was so pretty. I loved the stars. Like you said, it, it really did shine. My favorite part, though, was the woman suspended from a butterfly Mm. and the butterfly I loved that because it it seemed like it was like light with a lot of strength and then of course the woman you could see her muscles she was shining and she was vibrant and she was strong and Mm. so I loved seeing that I thought it was such a great great image for for strength and when you think about shine that comes from the shine comes from your strength. And so I love that. I thought it was gorgeous. Thank you. That was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. It it was a lot of fun to create. Yeah. 
Uh, so for mine, it was flow. And that really, for me, means staying kind of in the moment, being present, and kind of jumping into the middle of the flow and allowing all that good stuff to happen, which is where I believe, especially if we're really mindful of our passions and our loves, if we can stay near that and just stay in the flow and be open to what basically the universe is Mm -hmm. giving us, there's a lot of really magical moments that happen um, if you do that. And so that was fun, fun to create that. And the thing that came to me while I was making this, thinking about, well, what's on the riverbank? And what's on the riverbank when you stay in flow, There, that's where all of the beauty and mm-hmm. sort of productivity and um, the for you know, represented on the piece of art for me were flowers and bushes and there was a bee for pollination and good things happening there so because that's near the water right well and that was a beautiful piece of art as well and I just for one I I was captured by the color and what struck my heart was all the hearts coming in behind you in the flow right Mm -hmm. and there's a picture of this beautiful woman who has great sunglasses I want those sunglasses (laughs) anyway she was she was laying in the water and she's being carried through the by the river by the current and these very pretty hearts behind her and just coming along with her and you're right the flowers on the side of the the river it to me it was so impactful to to see them the way you captured that it was like I could interpret this this is beautiful it was it was such an amazingly I don't know poignant kind of thing it was just lovely it was like it was flow it really was flow and it was you it was you (laughs) and I just I just loved the I loved the whole piece it had it had promise it had possibilities in it Mm -hmm. you know it was just gorgeous yeah it was a lot of fun this weekend and we saw some other ones too that were Mm, just beautiful amazing right and you know we had a lot of healing going on that day I think Mm -hmm. it was interesting yeah, I didn't go to heal, but I, I, I'm really glad I was there. Yeah, know? yeah. Since that event, one of the things that has come up for me is sometimes in the process of flow for me of the letting go, mm-hmm. I forget to honor the things that are there. So, like letting go of worry is one of the things when I think about flow. And when I'm in a flow state, I'm not aware of the worry. Mm -hmm. But for me, um, thinking about my life as flow, there are things that I worry about, you know, (laughs) it's human. And I think one of the things that I'm learning about on my personal journey of growth is that instead of just saying, I'm letting you go, I'm letting this go, is to actually see the worry, to actually see what's Mm -hmm. represented there and to understand the gift of that. And then to say, rather than I'm letting you go, is to say, you know, thank you for your contribution. And you can get in the boat with me. Yeah. But you're not going to be the captain of the ship. I'm the captain of the ship. The flow is the captain of the ship. And we're going to keep flowing. But honoring that. Yes. And, and so that's been kind of an interesting twist since um, I created the piece of art. Yeah. Instead of being so 
almost hypervigilant about it, right? Um, you've you've actually minimized any threat that it has to you, which is kind of yeah. cool. That's just that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> that was fun. A little trip down memory lane there. Yes. It wasn't a very long memory. <laughs> no, just a week <laughs> which ago. It just happened. <laughs> it just happened. But we thought today, given where we are in the year, and we can kind of almost reach out and touch the end of first quarter, we thought, why don't we take a look at change? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And a little bit also inspired by our word of intention. So as we think about planning and how does that relate to intention, that also plays a role. So... It's about the time of year that for our personal goals that we may have set, <laughs> we're like, I'm not sure we're going to make it. Or we may yeah. have not stuck to our plans that we might have made at the, at the beginning of the year. Also, with first quarter in sight, the end of first quarter in sight, we might be thinking, oh, my gosh, how did we get to this point in the year already? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for the rest of the year? And how come we can't just kind of get it together you know (laughs) let's just keep moving on here well and it's hard you know when you get to that point and you haven't kept up with whatever you've said or vowed that you're going to do at the beginning of the year then you feel like often like you're catching up all the time yeah and you know chasing after chasing after and that's not the point of it you know it that's not a point that I would want to make is that you know I'm going to chase after the thing that I keep forgetting to do or I don't really care about doing that much you know so maybe that wasn't something I should have chosen but yeah we want people to have a positive experience right and sometimes it is as simple as having to deal with it is change right yeah and how do we make time for it and you know if it is something that really is important to us maybe we should make time for it but it's not easy to change yeah so we thought we'd dedicate this episode to the fun topic of change and transition. And we, we know, know you love it. <laughs> yeah. It's not that you've never heard us talk about this, but we thought we might pull out maybe a few new things. Yes. Um, that And maybe some reminders mm-hmm. that might help you as you think about kind of looking forward um, to the rest of your... Yeah, we've been looking at, you know, and, and since we've had this podcast, we've been talking about a particular model often because it is so foundational it's something that we use all the time that's the bridges model of transition right and so today we're not actually throwing that one on the back burner it's just not our focus today there are so many other books out there on change that are really good and actually transition is not exactly change it is a part of change i have been reading a book by james clear and it's called atomic habits And uh, Atomic Habits, Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results, right? And I'm reading it as a part of a book book club kind of thing, and I'm really enjoying it. But as we were talking about this earlier today, I was thinking about one fundamental thing that comes out of the very beginning of the book, and it made sense to me, and I could actually picture it in my mind, which is something that we don't always do when we're thinking about change. We can't envision what that might look like, but this is something we've seen. Yeah. And so they're talking about, um, I'm, I'm just going to read this yeah. passage if you don't mind. It says, imagine if you have an ice cube sitting on a table in front of you. The room is cold and you can see your breath. It's currently 25 degrees. Ever so slowly, the room begins to heat up. 26 degrees, 27, 28 
The ice cube is still sitting on the table in front of you. 29 degrees, 30, 31. Still nothing's happened. Then 32 degrees, the ice begins to melt. One degree shift, seemingly no difference from the temperature increase before it, has unlocked a huge change. And so that's, that's a breakthrough moment, right? Breakthrough moments are often the result of many previous actions which build up the potential required to unleash a major change. And I think that is so true, I mean, of so many things. Yep. I think often people don't realize that change is not something that, oh, we're going to change and here it is. You know, mm -hmm. it, it just took a moment. Maybe it does. Maybe, you know, I don't know. There are changes that don't take more than a few minutes. But, but in general, we're talking about where we work and even in our own home lives and stuff, um, Change is a result of a lot of little steps that got there. And I we were talking, and I what came to mind for me, and it was funny because I'd read it a while back and I totally forgot. It's sort of like when somebody hits the big time. And it doesn't matter whether you're an entertainer, mm -hmm. an athlete, or whatever, right? A podcast host. A podcast <laughs> host. It's right. I mean, we are, after all, in the top 1% worldwide, right? <laughs> However... Um, are they really overnight successes? You know, it takes time to get to that point. And what people don't see, what they see is the surface. They see the overnight success, right? They never heard of them before, and then all of a sudden they're there. But what they don't see is the 15 years before that, that a person had to go through all sorts of painstaking t steps to, to get to that moment when they finally, when their ice cube finally melted. Yeah. Right? So I, I think that is, to me, such a, a different way of looking at and such a fundamental way of looking at change mm -hmm. that I haven't really thought much about before. But that, um, that example in Atomic Habits just made me think that, you know, this is maybe a different way we could be looking at it with people yeah. and saying, you know, how do we make tiny changes like that that finally make huge difference in the world, right? Yeah. I love in the book also he gives the example of if you want to start a practice of going to the gym every day and working out for an hour and a half and like I have these big goals and it just seems so big. Yeah. It's like how do I even get going? And it is those little tiny steps and he mm -hmm. talks about starting with putting on your tennis shoes. Okay, so today and tomorrow I'm just going to put my tennis shoes on. Yeah. And then the next day, I'm going to put my tennis shoes on, and I'm going to get dressed in all my stuff, all my workout gear. And then the next day, I'm going to get in the car. And, <laughs> and you never and really make it to the, to the no. gym for a while. But yes. And then, yeah. and then it's you drive down to the gym, and you sit in the parking lot. And then you go back. And it's like, you know, realizing that I can do this if I take little steps. Mm -hmm. And before I know it, I'm actually in the gym I'm actually exercising and I'm actually getting stronger and fitter. And and isn't yeah. that often why people don't yeah. like that resolution? Mm -hmm. You know, seriously. I mean, I think it's really the whole idea of you're going someplace new, which for some people might make them a little nervous, yeah. especially if they don't know who's there or how they're going to be looked at or anything like that, right? Yeah. And so, so already there's a strike against them, yeah. but then they've got to get dressed. They've got to have the right <laughs> outfit. They've got to have, you know, it's like, oh my word, where, how's my hair? Can I go to the, you know, yeah. I, I'm making a big deal yeah. of it. But, but the whole thing is you do that 
once or twice. And if you don't have an absolutely stellar time or if you don't have something that makes a shiny object that keeps you coming back, yeah, you probably aren't going to keep coming back. Yeah. And you know, oh, it's harder or it takes time and I can and you'll make every excuse in the book on how why it's not working, right? It's yeah. that justification for mm-hmm. for going a different path. Um but I love that. I yeah. love that you brought up that example because it's really true. It could be just as simple as that when you think about doing this in January. Yeah. You know, by the middle of January you're in the gym. <laughs> Right, yeah. but I mean, you're in the yeah, gym, you're and you're in the parking lot. Right, you're in, you're in the gym, and you're probably gonna keep doing that yeah. because you already know now yeah. that it didn't really take that long to get rid. You've, put, you've created a pattern. Right. right, you're starting to create a pattern. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that came to mind when you were talking was how change now is so exponential, yeah. and part of that is just the pace of life. Right, is just gotten so much faster Mm -hmm. but also so much change is happening all around us so that when you make one one change it's in relation to not just one other thing but all of these other things that are changing all Mm -hmm. the time and so that really makes a difference it makes a shift in how we think about change it's something i think about a lot actually and one thing that adds a little complexity to that is it's not just the same kind of change. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting change from all angles. Yeah. And so how do you navigate that? It's kind of like being in a meteor shower sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'm being blasted by meteor particles or, or whatever. Yeah. And I have to figure out how to navigate my way through, drink in this one, take out that one, that one looks good, you know, and, and it's, it's, not easy it's not easy and if you're not prepared it can be in some cases probably a little bit devastating you know trying to figure out how you're going to keep swimming with the rest of the the fish when in fact you don't see the point or you don't understand what you're supposed to be doing yeah i think this is where having a clear vision yes like where do i want to go in the long term and we're talking personal but also business-wise having a deep understanding of your own values Mm -hmm. like this is what is worth the effort and i clearly will stay away from something else i think the willingness to take a risk as well because Mm -hmm. you know letting go of the fear or at least suppressing the fear if you can you know i'm not a big one for suppressing i'd rather just eliminate it but but um you know in change very often those risks that you take they're safe risks if you, you know, if you are with a group, let's say your team is making a change. Often those risks you take, the standing out on a limb and, and doing something you've never done before, there's support there for you if you need it. So having an intention, having a vision, having values, those things are all helpful as things continue to change around us. So we know which direction kind of our, our true north Mm-hmm. Where are we headed? Um, we can withstand the changes that happen. We can be more flexible. We can be more adaptable with what the actual plans are if we know what our long-term vision is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thinking also about another, um, and this actually comes from our Hudson training, and we see this in a lot. I mean, you know, we see it in ourselves, but we see it also in our clients is Sometimes the early stages, 
before change actually happens are really actually hidden. And it's just helpful, just as context to know, and it kind of goes to your point about you got to have a little pressure, a little pressure, a little pressure, and then the change happens. Mm -hmm. And this actually comes from Prochesca, the five stages of change. And they actually start with pre-contemplation. This is when we don't even know that we need to change. And then the contemplation of change. Then we start to get ready. What's the preparation? That's the putting on the tennis shoes. And then we actually take some action. We drive down and maybe go into that gym. Um, and, and we're moving and we're act, taking lots of different actions. And then maintaining. So that's another one that can be really tough. Um, you think about like um, a, an elastic band or a rubber band and you when we make change, we're stretching that. And then there's a lot of resistance to that, right? And it wants to snap back into its old shape, its old form. And so how do we make sure that we can continue to grow and grow and grow and we don't revert back to what we were before? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that maintenance is a, it's a really important piece. And once you've made a change, it doesn't mean that you're done. And that's what I think often happens, not often, but once in a while that does happen. And it's not very satisfying. You know, if if you make a change like that and and you don't take the steps to maintain that change or to better that change as you go along, because it happens, you know, you want to make sure that you're always going in the, in one direction with your vision or your mission. And so, you know, it's, um, maintenance though is never fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, some people think change is fun. I think it's fun. You do too. And, but when you get to the point where you've already made the change, it's not over. Yeah. You know, yeah. maintenance has to happen. Yeah. Otherwise it turns into a house like mine. <laughs> <laughs> change, change, change. Oh, I have to maintain it. Okay. Well, yeah. And I, I think human nature <laughs> is that we will fail. Yes. We will actually um, revert back. It just, it just happens. It's just how quickly can we get back, can we get back up? And I think about growth mindset Mm -hmm. when we think about change, that growth mindset is all about what can we learn from that setback and then actually keep moving forward. Yes. Just because we have a setback doesn't mean, uh, we're going back to, um, all the way that we're going all the way back and that we've got to go all the way, you know, come all the way back to where we are today. Like, how do we, how do we learn from that and get better? Yeah. And if you don't know how to do something, it's not, I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. Yeah. It's I can't do it yet. Yeah. Right. Right. There's your growth mindset. So hopefully that's been helpful. We have one other that we would like to share with you. So this actually comes from Doug Silsby's book called Presence-Based Coaching. And it really gets to the point of what's the process that we use either to, to justify keeping us in our same habits or helps us to move into a new, uh, new realm. Mm-hmm. So maybe starting with what keeps us stuck Mm. Yeah. And it all starts with a situation, an event or a trigger Mm -hmm. that we find ourselves in. And oftentimes there's an emotional response to that. 
And with that emotional response, we can oftentimes fill it in our bodies. Yes, constriction. Yeah. Right? So we sort of shrink back. We hold firm. And then we make a choice based on that constriction. Yes. Yeah. And based on the story that we're telling ourselves. It's based on a limited amount of information often. Yeah. It's whatever we hear the voices we hear in our head, right? Those those saboteurs, if yep. you will, right? Telling us, oh, it's not going to work. Oh, you can't do it. They'll never believe it. You know, whatever. Whatever yeah. the an- whatever they're telling you, um, you'll make a decision based on that. Yeah, I've never been successful, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so, yeah, you take an action, and then you justify the action. Yeah, based, yeah. based on that limited amount of information that you had that made yeah. you make that decision, right? Right. Yeah, and justification... It, it almost sounds like an excuse, right? It's yeah. just an excuse. They never listen to me, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. Yeah, a justification. And then you take action based on that justification. And that's not an action that's actually going to help you move forward. Well, and the thing is, you know, if you're looking at that as a cycle, mm-hmm. that, then the next thing that comes up is another trigger. Yeah. And that triggers based on what has, been taken, what has taken place in that right. with that limited information. So then what happens? Yeah. You know, and, and we've seen it. I, I've seen it before in business where a decision was made that wasn't necessarily a great decision, but the heads at the table just did not were not able to see based on their limited amount of information. And so they made a de- another decision that may not have been even as good as that one. Yeah. And it it doesn't happen often, but we've seen businesses go out of business because of things like that sometimes, yeah. right? So right. it's really important to think about it in a different way and yeah. And so one of the most important steps here is again to be able to see that event or trigger to notice it mm-hmm. and to feel it if you if there usually there's an emotion connected to that to feel that in your body and just to observe it yes and that's really hard <laughs> it's really hard yeah. to sort of sit with that and to say i'm really uncomfortable here i'm really uncomfortable here and how do i really feel about this what yeah. what's my what am i feeling right now what is what's going on in me right now as mm-hmm. i hear this or i learn this right yeah and what's my role in this yes yeah. How, how am do I, I contributing? Right. Yeah. How do I fit in? How am I yeah. contributing? Yeah. And by observing and looking at how do I how do I fit in? And maybe some new information too. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that can help. Is maybe you've read an article or you've listened to a podcast. There's something, some additional information that's coming in, or there's some data. And that helps you have a realization mm-hmm. or what we oftentimes call an insight. So that you can see how you are contributing there. And maybe what's some hope for a different outcome? It's, you know, the difference from the other is that you're drinking in information. And that's informing. And that's what's so important. You know, it's, it's keeping your mind open to, you know, the what ifs or whatever. But also how you feel about it. And that... That does go back to the transition model where, you know, if you're not right about something in your heart and your head, it's probably not going to happen very well. And yeah. so this is that that moment or that that time when you can do a little self-exploration, make sure you feel okay with it, because the next step you take will be based on more than likely your values or, you know, those things yeah. that matter to you, your core. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that's the step or the piece of the process called reorganization. Mm -hmm. So really thinking about, okay, now that I have all this new information, how can I actually get right with it? Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the identification of what's that next step, what do I need to do? And then actually taking action there. And the cool thing is that there's no need to justify in this because there, there's a lot more work being done. It's a lot, a lot more open yeah. and probably a lot more discussion. And, and so it doesn't seem to be something that you're making up in your head or, you know, or you're, or you're closing yourself off to, right? This is, this is much more constructive I think. Yeah. I think one of the underlying skills here too is curiosity. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So being able to truly step back and get curious and say, hmm, I wonder again, where do I fit in? What are the, what's the other pieces here? What are other people feeling? What else is going on? You know, just really just asking some questions, getting curious. Well, and you know, that is, that's a key to any good change anyway. You know, and that's obviously this model, but curiosity belongs with change because there are so many things we don't know. So how are you ever going to learn it if you don't yeah. ask questions, right? If you're not asking yourself how you feel about things, if you're not asking others, you know, how they feel, but also asking others like, what do you take of this? Tell me how you see this, you know? Just learn from others how they're drinking it in. Often they may be thinking they may be going down the other road. You know, they may be going, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't, I don't want to do this. I, you know, or you might be able to turn them around, but also they might have a bit of information you hadn't thought about that makes it even more interesting. Right. Yeah. It's a good and, place to be. Yeah. And that bit of more information might be a leadership 360. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wouldn't that be lovely? A piece of feedback <laughs> or maybe lots of them. Yes. Yeah. So I think I see I see those people that I coach, those that are successful in taking their next step mm-hmm. in leadership, they can actually do this. They can observe. They can, you know, get right with it. They can see what are some new things that they can try and do. And take actions mm-hmm. to actually move themselves forward based on the feedback piece. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I know that we're talking about change, but 360 feedback is change because oh, it, yeah. we're asking people to take a look at themselves differently based on input from a lot of other people. Yeah. And it's not easy to see that. It's not easy to look in the mirror sometimes when you had a different view of yourself, right? Yeah. You've ever seen that picture of a kitten looking into a mirror and, mm. and the other, and the, the image that comes back is a lion. Yeah. It's, that's how we see ourselves differently, right? Right. But, but generally the people we work with or the people around us, they, they see us the way we probably really are showing up. Yeah. And that comes out in a 360. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just, wow, is that the way you want to show up? And if it is, then good right yeah if that's not the way you want to show up this is an opportunity to take a look and explore new ways of maybe approaching things or approaching people that um will get will make change easier in the future if you're trying to make change with others yeah yeah the people who really really struggle in being able to make that next step Mm -hmm. and we think about so this is marshall goldsmith who says what got you here won't get you there 
um, are the people that really, really hang on to this resistance piece mm-hmm. in the, the lower part of this model of the constriction, selection, justification, and then action. Yeah. 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 And, you know, one way to really help move you in that positive direction is to find a coach. I think sometimes I work with organizations who just want to do the 360 Mm -hmm. and I always feel kind of bad for those leaders. So we'll do the 360, we'll meet with them and give them a debrief. And then it's like, good luck, you know, and those people who get a chance to work with the coach really have more of an opportunity to really make positive change. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that, you know, the 360 is really a great opening tool for coaching yeah. You know, it is that sometimes it is not necessary mm-hmm. to to have a coach to have a 360, but um, but it certainly helps, especially if you're in an organization and if you have aspirations of moving up or even in a broader um, scope of work or something. So it's it's a great place to find out where you are, how you are showing up to others, right? Yeah. Right now, and it's it's not gonna you're not gonna melt, you know. Feedback always feels weird, especially when you get it from a group of people, but the coach can help the leader get through that. Yeah. You know, it's really all about how do you turn that around into something that is really constructive and creative so that, that you can show your best self, your, you know, you can show up the way you want to show up and the impact you have from that. You know, and that's really what 360s tell you is what is the impact of your actions and your behaviors, right? Yeah. So if you if you desire it, get a coach. Yeah. Get a coach. It will be so much easier for you than struggling through the steps on your own. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you mentioned also it's helpful to have a team mm-hmm. um, on this path. And I think that's also true when we even think about a 360, like a whole team going through that process oh, together. Yes. And then they get a team report. I mean, it's just, you can just see them taking off. That's up. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. In fact, you and I have had experience doing that yeah. um, in our earlier days of, of 360s. And uh, we we had a team of people that went through a group, a group of people that went yeah. through a 360 and they got individual reports. They also got a team report and they still get coached. Yeah. You know, and it has helped. It has helped every one of them. It's, yeah. It's a great great tool. Yeah. So I wanted to also mention, we love the work of Brene Brown Mm -hmm. and her work actually aligns quite a bit here. And so in her book, Dare to Lead, she has a chapter about learning to rise. And she talks about the reckoning, the rumble and the revolution, which I really think is nicely aligned with the Silsby model. And She says, when we have the courage to walk into our story and own it, we get to write the ending. And when we don't own our stories of failure, setbacks, and hurt, they own us. It's so true. Yeah. so true. Yeah. We have a choice. We have a choice. And so if you're interested in more, knowing more about that, I would pick up that, um, a copy or listen to Dare to Lead. You know, that's. When you said that, I was thinking, we ha- we have a lot of choices in life. And it it's not always that we have a choice to do or not do, because it depends on if we are in a job and that there's a requirement. But we do have a choice on how we look at it. You know, we have a choice on how we 
how we decide we want to, you know, make it a part of us. You know, we want to own it or we want to, you know, reject it or whatever. That's a choice. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, weighing the difference. You know, I think it's taking that pause and, and reflecting on, you know, what what's the outcome if I choose not to accept? Yeah. What's the outcome if I choose to do that? It's sort of a, an internal discernment process, right? And And that goes with any change. And I would hope, and that's why I'm saying it, is I would hope that when we are facing change, that we just take a pause for a moment. And instead of having that reaction, that triggered reaction to whatever's coming at us, instead just, you know, hear them out, hear, hear whomever it is is telling you about a change or where you're reading it, and just stop for a moment and, and do some self-reflection and, and ask yourself, you know, how do I feel about this? What, what do I know? Do I know enough to make a decision? Do I, if I don't, where do I get more information? You know, just ask, be curious within yourself, basically, to, yeah. to look for more so that you can feel a little more informed about the next choice, right? Yeah, yeah. And even going just a little bit deeper on that, there's kind of three levels of rejection <laughs> or maybe deflection. And the level one is, I don't get it. I have a lack of information or a lack of understanding. It's like, I just don't understand what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't get it. Level two is, I don't like it. I do. I understand it, but I don't like it. And I have an emotional response and feel vulnerable or fearful. I don't like what you're asking me to do. I just don't like it. And then a level three is, I don't like you. Yeah. So now yeah. I might understand <laughs> it. Um, and I may not like it or I like it, but I feel a conflict based in values mm -hmm. and vision. And so we have to kind of discern that, like, where is that? Get curious, yes. ask those questions, just like you were saying, and maybe think about where, where is my resistance coming from? Now, having said all that, yeah, we started this with, you know, change happens by <laughs> all the time. It's hitting us all the time. And we're getting, if we're like in that, you know, asteroid belt or whatever. And having said that, you may think that, are you, you're thinking that it may not be possible for me to sit there and do any kind of reflection and thinking about, you know, how I feel about something, but it's really important. And so if you need to like let a change go by for a second so that you can pause on the one that you're dealing with, yeah. you know, give yourself the time, give yourself the grace to, to be able to get it right in your head and your heart because yeah. change is never going to stop. It hits us from the time we get up in the morning until we go to bed at night and it's still happening while we're sleeping. Yeah. And so um, that's always going to be the way. Mm -hmm. We've It's always been the way it has been for my whole life anyway. And I think that, and I think change probably didn't happen quite as much as it does now. For sure. Uh, yeah. And now it's just, you know, multiply that times a thousand or 10,000. So having a moment to pause is so important. Otherwise, we're making knee-jerk reaction. We're, we're knee-jerk reacting or we're, we're letting those triggers get an instant response and it may not be the best. Yeah. You know? So just give yourself some grace. Let, yeah. yourself, let yourself be right with something before you do it. Yeah. I really love, um, I'm doing coaching for Wiser, which is a, an arm of Hudson mm -hmm. um, that includes leadership development. And nice. I love their model. And I've done a lot of group coaching through them. And like everybody, which is really unusual, everybody loves this model and they love mm. the program. 
And they start with that. So they give them a little information about what the particular module is it on. It could be delegation. It could be inner critic. I mean, there's like a lot of them. And then they give them the information and they say, okay, for this week, you just want to pause and you want to observe hmm. and just watch. Like how, how does it show up for you in your work? How does it show up for you in your life? And am I good at this? Am I bad at that? Where could I get better? And don't take any action at all that first week. And I, wow. I know it's like, it's super powerful for people. Yeah. And, and it gets us a little bit out of that hustle culture too, which is like, you find out some information and you're like, oh, I want to take action right now. Action, action, right. action. Right. And it may not be the right thing mm. to do. And then week two, they give a little more information and then they say, okay, now try one thing, try a small change and just track it and watch and see how does this actually change for you, your relationship with your team or how you lead. And then the third week is, okay, now you've got some information, you've observed for a while, you've taken a little action, you've seen maybe what works, what doesn't work. Now you're ready for the big, the big thing. And mm. so they take a big action and they observe that. So there's a lot of observation piece. In but there. they're more ready for the bigger they're, because yeah. they've gone through the steps before that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. And then the fourth week is we actually process it together in a group coaching. So it's one more chance to to process it, to, yes. to talk about how, what worked and what didn't and be inspired by other people's experiences as well. And it's a winning model. It yeah. sounds like it could be. I'd, I'd be interested to see what kind of change they have made happen through yeah. a process like that. That's yeah. interesting. Wow. Yeah, I do know. I can tell you that the one, one secret of success, which is not so secret, I think when having worked with uh, many, many people now through mm -hmm. this program is that the people who actually do the program, who actually are committed every week and actually go through the whole thing, you know, you can you can guess, they are the ones that are making the biggest progress. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I we know, know. it takes exciting. takes work, right? Change takes work. You gotta do something different in order to change. And that's true. And all those small incremental steps create some little habits that can make it easier for the next change to happen too. Yeah. Because as you have a success, you know, as you have a, a change success, that becomes a part of your toolbox, right? Yeah. So the next change that comes along, if it's a, a change that has a similar pattern, it may not be the same kind of change, but it may be something that where you might have to take the same steps or the same kinds of steps. It's easier because you've already done it. You've had the successes and the challenges that went along the way. You've figured out how to mitigate some of those challenges and you're you're working away towards a great outcome. Yeah. So you keep that up and the more you do that you become pretty you know proficient at change. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, is there any change that you can think of that like pops to mind that is a great example that you've done? It doesn't have to be recent, but just like something you really wanted and you made the change. I can share one for me. If, if you want to think about it. Yeah, let me think about it for a second. I've had a lot of change. I'm I know. <laughs> like purposeful. Like when, uh -huh. yeah. I think the biggest change that I made was when I made a choice oh. to be a coach. And so I did have one of those big trigger moments when I had an event happen. Mm -hmm. and And I actually did get a coach. I got a coach that helped me work through it. And I had this big epiphany that like shattered my paradigm 
that I was currently working in. And that changed everything. That changed everything for me. And so by changing that paradigm Mm -hmm. and some of those, like the assumptions and that story that I was telling myself, that was kind of like that flow, right? Mm -hmm. Like it broke the dam and the flow started. And then I had to just get on. I got on and then here I am just celebrating two years on my own and absolutely loving it. Yeah. Changed my life. Yeah. It suits you. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think for me, um, I've had so many changes and I actually, I kind of embrace them as they come along. There aren't usually any that, you know, totally stand out too much, except I will say that just changing uh, my focus in careers has always been a big deal for me. And yeah. going from, you know, telecommunications to finance, going from finance to government, going from government to healthcare, and then now back into government, yeah. right? And it's not, it's a similar type of work, but um, but the change is so different. For me, it was, will I make it in healthcare? Because it's a very different field. And then will I make it back in government? Not sure, you know, that was a little frightening for me, but I think coaching is another one that, that was a big, a big decision, but I took years to get to that decision. That's something I wanted for a really long time. And I had pursued other coaching certifications, but never one that was, you know, as impactful for me, never one that really changed my life. Like the one that I got that you got as well. But, um, yeah, I, I could, list a million of them buying my house I never yeah. owned a home in my entire life because I moved so much right and I could never see myself sitting in one place for more than five years and all of a sudden I got here and it was like I need to own a home I need to figure out what it takes to buy a house I need to figure out how do I need to shift my thinking and my actions to maintain a house because I don't I didn't really know what I was doing yeah. you know it was like I'd always lived in somebody else's so that was a big deal for me too there are so many things so I could go on and on just going back to school you know yes that's a big one yeah yeah so yeah. any time of change any type of change or even just changing jobs within an organization that's a big deal too especially yeah. if you're shifting disciplines you're not you're not doing the same thing anymore I yeah. see that sometimes in, mm-hmm. own, in my own work and I love it I love that there are people who are willing to take those kind of risks and and they're eager to do that yeah you know those are usually the people that I look to when I'm trying to get someone to adopt an idea for change yeah I'll go to the ones who I know are so embracing of it right so, yeah yeah <laughs> it's all around it. us all the time I right know. so we hope this conversation has inspired you a little bit if you were feeling a little stuck now you've got lots of tools to experiment with and try so keep that growth mindset top of mind so that when the inevitable challenge comes or the setback that you can you know step back from it and learn from it yeah. and try again yeah so, uh, so good luck with, with your changes that are coming. Yeah. So let's keep that conversation going. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can find us on all our social media channels at lifting underscore leaders. We have so many exceptional podcast episodes coming up with more fantastic guests. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you know someone who would find this episode inspiring, share it with them, text them, email them or take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram and tag us at lifting underscore leaders. 
If you'd like to know more about us, our guests, or the show, please go to our website at liftingleaderspodcast.com. You'll find the show notes there as well. If you're looking for help in developing your leaders or would like a growth opportunity yourself through leader coaching and maybe 360, please contact us through our website at www.liftingleaderspodcast.com. Thanks, as always, to Ari Chance Roberts for his technical support of our show. Finally, please take 30 seconds and follow us. It helps you because you never miss an episode. And it helps us because you never miss an episode. So to follow us, go to Lifting Leaders Podcast Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. Then just tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner or click on follow. While you're there, if you're willing to give us a five-star rating and review and share the episode with a friend, we'd really be grateful. Thank you, Crystal, for this wonderful episode on change. <laughs> wow. Thank you. It was fun. Many thanks to you, our listeners. We do appreciate you. Find ways every day to lift each other up. 